Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bush Leaguers. I believe this is episode four we're at already. Moving right along, uh, I'm Luke Logan, and this is Jeff Proudfoot, and we are talking linebackers and running backs today. Um, we're going to get into Evander Kane and Jesse Pugliarvi. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs that are happening right now, and we'll see what else. We'll see what else comes up while we're chatting. Jeff, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Glad to be here. Cool, cool. So, like I was saying, I got to watch, I probably watched tape on these two running backs uh, and then did not get to watch too much on the linebackers, but um, who's in the draft? Who do you like? Uh, who needs these guys? And, you know, who's your favorite? Yeah, there's, we'll talk about running back first here. Sure. Um, yeah, there's lots of team team needs here. I don't think you're going to see a, a back, a running back drafted in the first round, though. But there'll be a lot of second-round guys for sure and a lot of needs there. Uh, my top guy is uh, Brees Hall, Iowa State. Yeah, I six, watched him. Six foot one, 220, runs a 4'3", 9'40". He's, uh, he's got the look. He's got the, the stats. He's, he's, he's a nice prospect for sure. I got him as a fa fast, athletic, big-body guy. He's got great feet and can make defenders miss. Uh, he's got good balance. He gets low in the, in, into contact, and he's hard to take down. He's got good change of direction, great vision. He sees the defenders. Uh, he's patient, so he, 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 we see that a lot in like, uh, like zone schemes, and, and, and he, he waits for his blocks to happen before he hits the hole. And then, of course, he's got that 4-3-9, so he's got the, the breakaway, breakaway speed to finish it off to the end zone. Yeah, I wrote down uh, bust between the tackles, patient, lacks quick cuts, and breakaway speed, and he's got great hands. Like, I, I watched uh, Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State, and I watched Brees Hall, and I was like um, – like where Kenneth Walker bounces outside and he's yeah. really fast. I thought that Brees Hall like carried it through the tackles was like more patient, yeah. but like he would get caught in the, get caught in the field by safeties, get caught by corners and stuff like that. So he's, he's fast and, but he looks for contact. Um, and he doesn't really have those quick cuts like the way that Kenneth Walker has. Right. Like mm -hmm. he, he's more of a straight, straight ahead type guy. I don't know, mm -hmm. but I definitely like him. I definitely liked him more as a runner. Yeah. I like his style more of a runner than Kenneth Walker's. Yeah. Can um, almost be a little too patient sometimes, right? Yeah. Back there. Uh, this guy's got the ability to make, really make something out of nothing, which is great. But I'd like to see him, I'd like to see him follow his blocks a little more too. You know, he's in the back, he's being patient. And then sometimes he tries to he tries to kind of go out and do it himself a little bit, you know. Yeah. So at the next level, I'd like to see him, you know, uh, follow his blocks a little more. Uh, not not to say that that the elusiveness isn't a good thing. It, it is, but in the NFL game, everybody's faster, everybody's quicker. So I'd like to see him work on that. Uh, he needs to. A lot of these guys that we'll talk about today need to improve in their pass blocking, and their pa his he needs to improve a little bit in his pass catching. <clears throat> Uh, like you said, I'd like, to, I'd like to see more decisive decision-making, maybe a little less juking and a little more power. But uh, right. that being said, I mean, I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, I got him as my one for sure. 
Uh, teams that need him, the Texans can can use him for sure. We need a running back. We've been bottom of the league for the last few years. Definitely, maybe second round. We have pick 37. That'd be a good spot, I think, to take him. Um, no, no, really, like no linebackers or running backs in the first round in the mocks. Like, no, there's not a couple. really. There's, there's a couple, couple linebackers, I think. But uh, like, I turned the film on. I wasn't overly impressed, really, at all. But with I the mean, linebackers, yeah couple of the top guys are a little bit they're a little bit small you know like weight wise guys are like 225 230 something yeah you know what i mean like second uh, sorry at the nfl level i hope that transitions for them you know or they're gonna have to probably put five to ten more pounds on to, to really be strong against these linemen in the nfl unless you're ray lewis or someone like that um mike singletary yeah, the but even Ray, even Ray was big, bigger, right? You know, he's yeah. quick. He had all the, all the intangibles, but he was quick and he was vicious. He was nasty, right? So, yeah, that's what I got on Bryce Hall. And then a close second, I have Kenneth Walker as well from Michigan State. It's a little shorter, 5'10", 210. It's a little stockier. Uh, he runs just as fast, 4'38", 40 yards. He's speed, quickness, got good vision. He can catch the ball. Uh, he is a mismatch against linebackers in the passing game. I saw that on film. was quite nice for him. Uh, he make, they both can make guys miss. Um, he, takes, he takes what you give, he gives you, but you're right. He does bounce, bounce it out a little bit too much. I'd like to see him follow his Every highlight I saw, he bounced it outside. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great for college. Exactly. But you're going to get ripped down it's, real yeah. fast in the NFL. It's not going to translate for sure. No. But uh, his first his his first carry at Michigan State, he takes the ball seventy five yards and gets a touchdown. So he's the best running back in Michigan State since Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I wrote uh, bounces it outside every time. Great balance, very quick cuts. Yeah, yeah, job step cuts. Jeez. Yeah, and he runs high. A little bit. And for a small guy too. he's got patience at the line. Like, does he have patience at the line? That's the question. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he, you're going to have way better blockers in the NFL than you do in college. Mm -hmm. Um, he did seem to just kind of what I saw on tape is he bounced outside every time, but I thought he was, he was faster than Brees Hall. Yeah. He, in my opinion, it looks faster too, right? Yeah. His feet move, move a little bit faster. He's not as patient of a, of a runner. Uh, the one thing I really liked about this guy, keeps the, he keeps the ball high and tight, and he doesn't fumble the football. I don't think he had a fumble. If he did, he only had like only one fumble. So that's that's really good to see. Short um, and stocky, like running backs. Yeah, though. yeah, that's what you like. He's got to take what, what what they give you and be more decisive decision making. And that goes back to just following your blocks inside, not always ha not always bouncing it out. Uh, don't always cut back. I have that written down here. So a lot of times on the film, there's holes on the front side, but he's not trusting it. He's taking it backside. Uh, yeah, and again, this guy needs to get a little better in the pass, pass blocking game as well. That seems to be like yeah. everybody everybody yeah. in college is saying, right? Because they're just not asked to do it really yeah, that Yeah, well, they pass enough in a college game for sure. But uh, I don't know. The, I, you're right. A lot of these guys definitely need to work on that aspect. Of the well, if you want to be on the field on third down, you have exactly. to. You have well, to that's, the, to that's just it, too. A lot of, like, the way the NFL is now, like, it's a two-back system a lot of the time. There's, there's very few uh, workhorses anymore, so there's a lot of guys that are coming in, but more veteran guys or different guys coming in to, to make those pass blocks on third down, right? Yeah. So maybe the guys aren't prioritizing that. Uh, I don't know. But if I'm a running back in the NFL, I want to be a guy that will take the workload and fucking play all three downs for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if that even exists anymore. 
You know, who has yeah. a who has a workhorse back that, you know, is on the field all the time, view, takes but... all of it, you know. He's not like there's no like Ricky Williams backs anymore. No, there's ten, like... Tennessee Titan guy, right? Yeah. I think he's gonna get hurt. He went over the, so well, he the, has got that, hurt, right? He has got hurt because he went yeah. over the magic number is three hundred and sixty carries. The minute you go over three sixty, <laughs> there's only two guys in history that have done as good or better the next year and in the history of the nfl Mm -hmm. and he's like he's around 400 carries 400 touches something like that yeah they work they rely on him way too much i can see him getting hurt there's two two things right guys that get 360 60 or plus carries or guys that are on the madden cover right that used to be a thing all the time the guys that are on the madden cover come back the next year they'd either play (laughs) really bad or they'd get hurt right yeah yeah that used to be a curse in like the early 2000s and stuff. Yeah, and the good old Larry kind of Johnson, 420 carries. Like he just yeah. knew the next year he was gonna get hurt, and For he sure. did. For sure. um, there's a few. There's still a few few guys. Dalvin Cook, he can carry the workload. There's a couple guys out there for sure that that can do this. But uh, Jonathan Taylor. But they do have Indy does have really good third down guys. Yeah. Hines, Naeem Hines, and stuff, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. As far as linebackers go. Didn't get to watch too much. Um, I got Devin Lloyd out of Utah, Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, Christian Harris out of Alabama, yeah. um, Brian Asimov from Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's those were the guys that were sniffing around the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Christian Harris out of Alabama is like the hot, most highly touted guy. I don't know who do you who do you like, or you still yeah. got running backs you want to talk uh, about? I got running backs we can talk about, but since we're, you you started on this already, we can we can transition here. Uh, yeah, Christian Harris is good. I wouldn't have him. I don't have him as my number one, but I do like Christian Harris. Six two, from from Alabama, so he's played that high the high level, right? Two thirty two. He could probably bump that number up five five pounds, ten pounds type of thing. But he he's quick for his frame. He's four 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 four. Um, He's versatile. That's his, probably his best attribute, yeah, which means like he can play all the positions. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, he's fast side to side pursuit. He's got great arm extension. You don't want the linebacker or uh, the running backs or the linemen to get their hands on you, so you want to extend your arms out. Use those arms to shed blocks and stuff like that. He's very good at that. So he's got good. He's got good technique. He's athletic, strong in the blitz game. Uh, he gets in the backfield and makes big makes big plays another thing that i really like uh, about this guy he makes big plays in big games uh he's got gap control so uh, again he's got good hands he can he can step up in the gaps make sh- make the running backs uh either uh, uh bounce it outside or change what they want to do and he's a good o- open field tackler <coughs> uh, he, he needs to continue to grow in the pass defense game he's got to keep his head on his swivel so he'll get the guys coming from the side, blockers from different angles and stuff like that. He can get caught up in, uh, in, that, in that sort of stuff, which leads to needing better vision uh, to see the game, see, uh, see the running back, see the, see, uh, the plays developing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like to see stands a little tall. I'd like to see him drop his pad level down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's my third. Uh, he's a good linebacker. I can see him going places like New, New York. Uh, New England, I think, would be a good fit for this guy. Uh, my number one guy is N- Nicobe Dean from Georgia. 
Yeah. Uh, he's the yeah. more athletic guy. Yeah, has is. more upside from an athlete sense. Totally. Like not a sideline to sideline guy, but like straight ahead. Yeah, well, I think he had a lot of guys with him. Like th- think about all the Georgia prospects on the defensive side right now. There's there's yeah. five or six guys, right? So he's played with good guys. So that could either be positive or a negative. Negatively being these guys are real good for him, so they're holding blocks for him, so he's free to run around the field a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think it'll. Tra- I think his game will transition into the NFL pretty good. Like you said, he's athletic and explosive. He bl- he's he's a blitz backer. I, uh, there's a difference between a blitz backer and a, a pass rushing backer. A pass rushing backer can make the moves, the spins, swims, rips, stuff like that, right? But he's a good blitz backer. So uh, he can find the holes in in the in the line, sneak through there, make plays. Uh, and he sees he sees uh, he sees that open up, which is good. Um, he's solid in coverage, so he can be on the field all three downs. That's that's one of his better attributes. Uh, he steps into the blocks to plug up gaps. He's got good arm extension to control the blockers. Uh, he's got quick lateral movements, so side to side inside the uh, inside the tackles, inside the box is what I'm looking for. Yeah, he's got good stuff there, and he's got great speed for range. I didn't catch a, a 40 time on him. He didn't run it at the combat, I don't believe. But this guy's also 225, which to me is is light, right? I'd like to see him gain 10, maybe even 20 pounds to sit like 245, 240. I'd like like to see that better. But you don't want to lose you don't want to lose that speed by mm. gaining that weight. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if he can keep the speed on, gain some weight, uh, he'll transition fine. Uh, he needs to continue to work on read and, di- read and diagnosing plays faster. So trust his instincts, see the play, and go make the, go make the tackles. Uh, and he has a little bit of an inconsistent finish, so I'd like to see him move his feet into contact, uh, be a little bit lower, taking these guys down. But he's my number one, I think. He's your number one guy? Teams, Texas needs a, Texans need a linebacker. There's Detroit. A bunch, there's a bunch, yeah, there's a bunch of teams out there. But if I'm Houston, I I'm don't think... The thing about the thing about linebackers this year, there's good prospects, not the craziest great prospects or anything, but there's also a lot of guys sitting in free agency still. A lot of quality, quality linebackers that you're going to get at really discounted prices this year. So do you draft one or do you try and just sign a guy later on in free agency, which I think a lot of teams are, are looking that way. If I'm the Texans, we have way too many needs. So I don't think I'd waste a pick on a linebacker this year. I'd go look at a guy and sign one of the one of the veterans out there. It seems like New England usually takes a linebacker and makes them into a superstar. So I could see them probably taking somebody. Yeah. Um, and they have they had drafted an Alabama linebacker before. In uh, oh shit, I can't remember his name. That's all right. But uh, the guy that made the play in the Super Bowl. Oh, what, are you talking about the cornerback? No, no the no. the linebacker. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not. I just think there's so much depth in free agency. You know, you can grab one of these guys for on a one-year deal, pay him a couple million tops, and get a quality, you know, a quality High guy tower. that can play. High tower. High right? tower, yeah. 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 Uh, I swear I didn't look that up either. I was like, <laughs> no, it's all it's all good, man. <laughs> I thought it was a, it was a great great linebacker for, yeah. for New England for sure. So if like if one of these guys can do that for New England, yeah, that'll help sure up that position for them for sure. And of course, Bill Belichick, he's a mastermind. He'll 
he'll figure out how to use these guys in the right spots, right? So we got um, oh for linebackers. I got my favorite guy. We can talk. I still got Devin Lloyd. He he he's he's number two on my list. We'll go through it just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six three two thirty five. Again, can can like these guys. I, they're a little light in my mind for the NFL. So I'd like to see him uh, bump it up a little bit. He runs a four six six. Linebacker, that's that's pretty good linebacker. Uh, anywhere in the four five, four six range is good. He's also strong. He's got twenty five reps at two twenty five, so he's got good upper body strength. Uh, he's got pass rushing skills to get to the quarterback. Uh, I think I have a note somewhere here. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. See, is it this one? Yeah, I'd like to see this guy maybe like gain if he could gain like twenty to thirty pounds, stick his hand in the dirt. And play like defensive end at at uh, in a four three. I I think he'd be really suited for that because he has really good pass rushing skills, you know. So that's just my thoughts. I, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if 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 something like that. If he could put on weight, it'd be uh, a good position for him. Uh, he's solid in uh, pass defending, so that's a good quality. At two thirty five, he's moving around back there pretty good. He comes downhill to take on lead lead blocks with low impact. And strength, so like he's 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 not standing tall, letting these guys get in on him. Uh, he's got good backside flow in pursuit to the ball. So at two thirty five, he wouldn't he wouldn't be your strong side linebacker, too small for that. Yeah. But like a Will or a Mac, uh, where he can move around a little more, uh, that'd be a good spot for him. Uh, yeah, and then I got it right here. I think he should gain forty pounds and play play with his hand in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Little small, 235. Needs to work on his arm extension to uh, to shed blocks. You can't let the, these linemen get to the second level, get their hands in on in, in on you inside, and then it's over from there. Uh, he's a good blitzer, though. Right? He's a great blitzer, yeah. And a lot of his big plays came off of like him being unblocked. So I'd like to see what he can do more consistently at the next level. Is getting blocked a little bit, getting your ha his hands on guys, getting rid of those guys and making plays, right? Because, you know, the skill level just, just, it's increased everywhere. My favorite guy, though, is Chad Muma, Wyoming. 6'3", 243. He runs a 4.63, which is right in there. He's got 27 reps at 225. He's, he's a big body. He's got all the measurables. Uh, he's downhill, a downhill backer, which means... Uh, when he he sees the guy with the ball, he's 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 coming down quickly. He's making big plays. Uh, he, he can diagnose the plays well too, so he sees it. He trusts himself and he does it. Uh, he's got some coverage skills in the zone scheme, uh, the ability to read the quarterback and step in front. Uh, he had three interceptions last year. Two of those interceptions went back for touchdowns. Hmm. Uh, he's a strong, strong tackler. He's got no, a nose for the ball. And he's got a great motor, which means he just keeps going. Love that intangible for him. Uh, he could work on his open field tackling. So he's a good, strong tackler, but uh, can dip a little bit uh, in the open field. Guys can make him miss. I'd like to see him work on that. He can over-pursue in the run game. So going with the, the diagnosing plays well, sometimes he trusts himself too much. He'll go somewhere where it, the play's uh, not, not intended to go and he can get trapped in the, in the flow. Uh, and he needs to get, uh, he does a good job getting off blocks, but I'd like to see him uh, use his arms and his hands a little more in, in that aspect, shedding blocks, just like a couple of these guys. Get your hands on dudes, control them, and then uh, shed blocks for the tackle. 
Tackling machine, three yeah. picks. Uh, yeah, take two of those all the way back to the house, right? Yeah. So. Takes on blocks head on, stack and shed mentality, and he can get skinny, explode I, around blockers. And got him going to the Jets. At probably second round early. Second round, 35th. Yeah, it's too bad. They'd be too, if, if that's the case, Texas is at uh, 37. Uh, this would be a great guy to take at 37 if he drops that far. If he's I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, love the linebackers. What do you know about uh, yeah. Brian Asimov out of Oklahoma? I, I didn't uh, get a chance to watch too much him on him, but uh, I know that he's highly touted. He could potentially sneak into the first round. Uh, Oklahoma's a great school. They play against good teams, so I, I know he'll be a good back, but I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and watch the film on him too much. Another undersized guy. What's he sitting at? Do you got him? <laughs> I don't have him yeah. right here. Yeah, I, I find that, like, it, it, and that might come with, like, because offenses are passing the ball a lot more, so these guys are a little bit lighter, so they have more quickness. Or like maybe they want their combine numbers to to a lot of these guys drop weight and get measured at the combine, so they can be light and fast, right, to show that ability. And then they're back in the weight room and they're gaining weight again. So that yeah. could be some of this too, right? Let me see here. No problem. Chad, yeah, I'd like to see Chad Muma. I think he'll be the he'll surprise. Vayton Landerish-esque a little bit. Maybe a little faster, not quite as big. But, uh, yeah, Dallas Cowboys, maybe for Chad Muma. Um, Texas, uh, yeah, there's a, bun there's a bunch of teams that do have needs at linebacker. But, again, going back to free agency, there's a lot of guys you can pick up. Did we talk about all the way through Christian Harris? I think we did. Uh, did, yeah, did we get the Devin Lloyd? One of the two. We yeah, we talked Devin Lloyd. Yeah, Devin Lloyd, Nakobe Dean, Brian right. Asimov. Yeah, we got them all. And then my last guy would be Christian Harris. Yeah. Damone Clark, LSU. Six foot three, two forty. Uh, runs a four five seven, which is great. Uh, he's a big body. His measurables hit hit all the marks for me. Uh, he makes big plays with the game on the line. You love those guys, right? Um, He's got speed and explosiveness downhill. He's again, he's a blitz, he's got blitz skills. Maybe not a pass rusher per se, but he's got blitz skills. His arm extension is great. He keeps the blockers at bay. Uh, he's strong in short yardage, and he had like one of his best games against Alabama, which is a very talented school. So the show to show in that game is going to go a long way for him. Uh, he needs to get better at reading reading routes in the pass game. I uh, get better at uh, reading misdirection and fake plays so he can get trapped a little bit like Chad that way uh, where he's, he's, he's going one side and, and he's getting faked out and brought back the other way. Uh, he also had a herniated disc that needed surgery in the offseason. So hopefully he can uh, recover from that. But if he can recover from that, then uh, he's going to be uh, uh, early second round, mid-second round guy. That's going to be great. So. Yeah, I got the numbers on Asimov from Oklahoma. He's yeah. six foot two twenty six. Two twenty six again. Yeah, so yeah, he's small. That's he's a small these guy. guys. Four love, five six. They love to sit in this two twenty five two thirty range, and like again, maybe that has something to do with the combine. Like they want to. A lot of they the guys are athletic. Even, yeah, a lot of the guys. What they they're doing now, they figured it out. That, like, don't bench at the combine. Uh, just run your numbers. Do your cone. Do your jumps. Do your forty yard dash. You know, at at a little bit lighter of a weight. And then come back at your pro day in a couple of weeks, you know, three weeks, month, bulk up a little bit, and then push the bench, right? Yeah. So that, I think, has something to do with it. 
but that's what I got for linebackers. I wasn't over again. I wasn't overly impressed with with any of them. Uh, Nicobe Dean would be number one, and my favorite guy would be Chad Muma. Cool. Yeah, nobody really jumps off the page at you. That no, there's not like, a, oh my God, this guy. You could, you know, he's like the next Von Miller pass rusher type right, guy. Right. A lot of athletic guys, and of course, like. Christian Harris out of Alabama. He's going to be highly touted because it's Alabama. It's Alabama, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, good, good defenders on Georgia. That's like a That's unbelievably the good. The SEC is unbelievable for defense. Like, well, like especially that that Georgia team, man. What you you got? You got the pass rusher. Um, you got uh, the big two big interior defensive linemen, especially Jordan Davis. The guy's like. What was he? Three forty-five, running a four-eight, something rather like insane, right? Like <laughs> so, like the Kobe had a lot of room to just to kind of just flow in and out, and do his thing out there, right? Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that uh, teams in NFL, well, teams in NFL will be have that that kind of defenses too. So if he gets himself on a team with a good defensive line, then you know, like Ray Ray, love love having the the nose tackles in the middle. Um, yeah, eat up the double teams. The Hawaiian guy, Hello Nada. Hello Nada, right? To eat up those double teams and be able to just fly around. Yeah, and I think uh, Dean will will be effective that way if he has a guy like that too. So. Okay, and you said sorry, uh, we fucked up on running backs because no. you, you got another couple I got, guys. I got a couple guys. Yeah, I got Isaiah Spiller, Texas A and M, six one two fifteen. So he's a tall guy. Him and. Uh, him and Brees Hall, both 6'1". Uh, right around 2, 215, I got him at. He runs a 4'640", so he's a little bit slower than the other guys. But he keeps he keeps his feet moving into contact. Uh, he can make the first guy miss, which is nice. He's a one-cut downhill runner, and he runs with power. So where some of these guys are a little bit more finessey, they like to make people miss, Isaiah Spiller, wants he wants contact. Uh, he had a heck of a game against Alabama, too. So that was nice to see. Uh, he can catch the ball in the backfield. He can make uh, blitzers miss. So if a guy's coming through the gap on a blitz, he's got a good uh, jump step, a good side step to get out of the way. Uh, he has good uh, good pad level for a tall guy too. So get his pads down in contact, which uh, helps him keep his feet moving, helps him break tackles, stuff like that. Again, like all of these guys, better in pass pro. Uh, I'd like to see him finish off runs a little bit. So he, he's lacking hes lacking the breakaways, lacking the fifth gear, the breakaway speed. Uh, and I'd like to see him he carry the ball high and tight. He leaves it out there a little bit too much. Uh, but all in all, good prospect. This guy I don't mind for the Texans, too, in the second round. Uh, maybe late second again, early third. Um, that leads me to Kyron Williams. Notre Dame, he's 5'9", 200 pounds, runs 4'6", 5", so he's not as fast as some of the other guys either, but he's stocky, right? This was the film you sent on uh, WhatsApp the other day. Yeah. It does oh, flip over top of a I, I, Duke guy. Talk, I, wish, I, should, I wish I could I should pull that up and take a look at it again. But uh, So a guy's come through on a blitz on him, and he like takes out his legs, so he's almost horizontal with the ground. Both of his legs are completely out of the picture. And then he just somehow gets his leg, one of his legs back underneath him, keeps his legs moving, turns around, and pumps his way right into the end zone. It's one of the most athletic, I have written here, athletic as fuck. So it's one of the most athletic plays I've seen. Uh, he can play on third down too, so he's good in pass protection. He's good at pass catching, stuff like that. Um, he also can line up in the slot as a receiver, uh, make catches there. 
Uh, he finds ways to get out of trouble in tight areas. So inside the box, when uh, it looks like you kind of got him, he's he's good at uh, he's good at finding his way out of those kind of trouble. Uh, and because he can play on third down, he can carry the workload. So he can be a th- he can be a three down guy. I think uh, he's elusive. He's got nice juke spins, shift steps, and all that stuff. Uh, I'd like to see him drop his pad level into contact a little more. Keep his feet going. He had trouble with fumbles in college. So take a take a note from Tiki Barber. Get that fucking thing high and tight. Yeah. And don't let people get at it so easily. Uh, and with his four six uh, four six five speed, he lacks a little bit of the breakaway. A little burst, a little breakaway speed. But yeah, he's a good solid prospect too. Um, but none of these guys running backs you see going in the first round. None. No. Bryce Hall will be your first one it's taken. Just maybe maybe dude. someone sneaks in one, but it's it's the thing. Unless you're like, unless you're like highly touted with all the statistics and stuff like that, these guys are falling down. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's like the NFL's choice. Everybody seems to have the same idea, is to let these guys fall down a little bit. People can get them in the second round. They're still talented. They're still going to be good backs and. There's going to be guys that are your next uh, your next big deal, right? But uh, teams are willing to wait on them and get them in the second round. Um, and then, like, they're not getting paid as much either. So, like, everything, right? Yeah. People think they can pick up multiple guys, you know. Have, we'll have a tandem team instead of the one guy, you know. Like, uh, guys are good at one thing, not so good at another thing, you know. Yeah. You need to be a well-rounded back to be able to play, so. Yeah, you got to block. Like the block, man. Like the Ravens. Um, like who? Who is who? Is Saquon Bar- Like Zeke, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, both first round, both really high in the first round takes. You know, they both kind of flashed a little bit, but right now they're not. They're not performing the way you want them to. Yeah, Zeke looks slow. He's looking he something really man. slow yeah. last year. Well, look at Pollard. Pollard looked like the better running back out of the two, yeah. in my mind, and like. If Ran I'm a lot Dallas, harder, that's for sure. If I'm Dallas, well, I'd be, I'd really strongly consider cutting this guy. Save yourself 18 or whatever. I, I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot of money. They gave him a shit ton of money. It's too much money, right? So you could save money. You could, you could stick with Pollard. You, you, you probably could have re-signed the, re-signed the receiver that you lost to, uh, to Green Bay, Cooper, right? Yeah. You know, but no, they decided to stick with him, and hopefully it works out for him. But Pollard looked quick he looked fast he had the breakaway speed and like he's in on third down he's willing to fucking block so yeah what are your thoughts on zeke and saquon like especially saquon too many injuries right well i mean i look back at the way that he he lifts right he does like these oh look at saquon did a 500 pound uh 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 snatch and squat and i'm like oh yeah um don't really need to do that anymore yeah. you know it's all about big getting bigger in college but then once you're in the pros yeah. like you got to take care of your body and he's he's kind of proof is in the pudding he's been hurt almost every single year well, the average lifespan for uh for an athlete in the nfl is like only three years or something like that now yeah right? and then you got guys like tom brady he can play until he's 45 or something stupid, but uh, yeah he saw an opening. He's coming back for another Super Bowl. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's take that easy fucking buy into the <laughs> into the playoffs, boys. <laughs> you think the Saints will draft a quarterback? I think they will. I think they have to. I don't think Jam- Jameis Winston is uh, is that is the guy for sure. 
he can be a stopgap guy. So that means uh, he's good in the meantime while you find your next your next one. They drafted someone last year too. I think he played one game at the end of the year. Can't think of his name off the top of my head, uh, but didn't see anything special from him. So, yeah, New Orleans. Uh, Desmond Ritter keeps popping up in my mind a lot, man. I, I really think that this guy is going to be – he'll be able to start. I think he'll be one of the guys that can start right away. The Cincinnati guy. Is he, He's not the, 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 the best arm strength. He's not the best this. He's not the best that. But what he is is he's, a, he's played a lot of games. He's won a lot of games for Cincinnati. And that program, like, has really come onto the scene lately, right? They made the playoffs. They played good against Alabama. Like, they, they got some talent there. So, I, I'd, like, I'd like Desmond Ritter. Could be a second-round uh, second deal again for, for somebody. I think a lot of quarterbacks, I don't know. I think it still hinges on what the Panthers do. But if the Panthers don't go quarterback, um, there's going to be a lot of second-round guys. I keep trying to say day two, but day two has changed now. That's like third and fourth rounds or whatever. But yeah. uh, second round... I think there's going to be some quarterbacks coming off the board then. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of um, pretty good linebackers in free agency. I mean, you got Vaughn Miller. He's he's uh, been signed up now, but yeah. Randy Gregory. Yeah, signed, s- signed up. with Denver. Denver, yeah. Both both uh, NFC to AFC. Chandler Jones. Yeah. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Very underrated. He signed with the Rams. That's right. Yeah. Jeez, the fucking Rams are going for it again. Yeah, they are going. They're going to be a hard team to beat. And if there's one team that can can beat Brady, they've proven it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Keeson Riddick. There's some yeah. some good like they're not big big names or anything like that, but there's quality guys there. Yeah. There's guys that have played a lot of football. They they've been in multiple systems, so they can learn the systems quickly. Um, yeah, I just think, I think there's enough in free agency that you don't have to go out of your way. Like if there's a guy, like, let's say, let's say, I don't know, well, Chad Muma in this instance falls, he falls and he keeps falling. And then like, you know, he's, you're on your board, he's ranked 36 or something like that. And you're down at fifth in the fifties or the forties and you're, he's sitting there waiting for you. I mean, you have to draft a guy, right? So in that situation, I would take I would take a linebacker, but uh, I'm not I'm not I'm definitely not moving up the board to get one. Um, but again, if there's if there's if he's on your board and you really like him and you're getting him at the good spot draft wise, I would take a guy. Yeah, I just don't I just don't know I just don't know if there's. You're right. It's probably just not worth it. Like you're not. Well, the, I mean, you can get a guy in free agency right. that can step in right away, right. as opposed to a guy you got to groom and get ready and, and all that kind and, of stuff. Yeah, with these scouts, like they know who's coming down the pipeline too. So, like, if a team like Baltimore, a team like the Texans, are like, "Man, I really like this guy," and then next year coming up, right? You know, they're not going to go out of their way and, and take somebody, right? Yeah. Scouts, the scouting in 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 this day and age is wild. They they know, uh, they know what teams have had visits. Now visits like uh, every every team gets 30, 30, top thirty visits, so that means they can take thirty guys, any thirty guys, bring them into their building, work them out the way they want to work them out, question them the way they want to question them. At the pro days, everybody wants to talk to them. You don't get enough information on those on those pro days or at the combine. So teams will bring thirty guys in, 
and there's a two two thought processes here. They're bringing guys in to throw teams off, thinking all that they they have lots of interest in this guy. So if if the, both the teams are coming up in the draft, one's ahead of the other. You know, you could see a team moving past the uh, the other team because they think they like them to get a guy. But for all you know, they don't even like them, right? They're just bringing them in because they want to kind of like a Create smoke a screen. Stir. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you're bringing in a guy because you just didn't get enough information on him, right? You do like him. You want to see, you want to ask him, hey, what, what happened in your sophomore year in college with this situation, you know? And yeah. They want to hear the answers or they want to throw, throw the playbook at you a little bit, get some terminology, get you, you know, get the feel for how you can process information and stuff like that. Right. It's crazy how much like this stuff is, is like documented. Cause yeah. I was looking at these high school, like high school kids, they'll say high school, how many visits he's had, mm-hmm. who visited him. You know, you're like, if he's a five-star athlete, if he's a five-star five recruiter or not. Yeah. yeah right, it's exactly. fucking crazy, man. Like As if well. you can play ball, they know about you. hundred oh, percent, dude. hundred percent too. And that's why like, Man, we don't have to get in this today, but at some point I'd like to talk about the CFL and like them transitioning into a four down system because I think it would benefit athletes in Canada. I think the game, like there's a lot of, there's, let's, I don't want to get into it too much, but there's a lot of traditionalists that want to keep, don't fucking touch our game. We love our game. That's it. But you know what? Nobody's going to these games anymore. Attendance is down almost everywhere except for yeah. places like Saskatchewan. But, you know, I think something has to be done about it or we're just going to have, you know, the same game we've had for the last fucking hundred years. I can tell you straight up, like I would love to like season tickets are 200 bucks. I would love to hold season tickets. Uh, I would love to be able to take my kid. It's not a family friendly event. It's always a Friday night or a Thursday Thursday night. night. And people are annihilated drunk Mm -hmm. on the train. You're right. And it's it's just shitty. Like, I don't want to take my kid to that. How do you grow the game? You gotta, you gotta get the kids interested in it. Right. Yeah. It's about the next generation. That's what these traditionalists don't understand, man. Your game's going to die unless something happens. Like enough with fucking the Toronto Argonauts on Tuesday night football at fucking nine o'clock at night. Well, seven at for them or whatever. Right. Like enough of that. Stop with this shit. Let's get these games on Saturday. Let's let's you want you want to you want to keep Friday night football fine. You have one uh, uh, best game, call it whatever you want to call it in Friday night football. So the marquee matchup of the week, they play Friday. Awesome. Then the rest of the games start on Saturday. You start in the afternoon. You open up the parking lots. You let people tailgate. You let them have a good time. You get some fucking TVs in in outside the stadium for fantasy football and this and that and whatever. You know, let us have a good fucking time, man. Yeah. Enough with this working 12-hour shift to, to race downtown. You can't even park. <laughs> I, know. I hate it. You know it. what I mean? I hate That's it. That's enough. Enough of this, guys. Like, wake up. So. We used to do that all the time. It was like Friday night. You just come home exhausted. Yeah. It's like, oh, time to go to a uh, game. Yeah, let's go to the Eskimo Not game. allowed to drink on the bus oh. anymore because someone threw a fucking beer bottle right. at a cop. You can't right. do that anymore. Oh, it's minus fucking 20 out, you know, like again, and move the schedule up. Yeah. Move, Why are summertime. we playing? Like, especially this year, they're playing fucking late November. It's Great cup needs to happen on Canadian Thanksgiving. Everybody has the weekend off. You're spending with your family. Like for me, my grandpa, we, we had season tickets for 20 years. I went to the games all the time. So it's the reason why I played football. Yeah. I loved it because of the CFL. But that's going to die if they don't do something about this. 
you know, nobody wants to be out there. And, and, well, Canadians are tough. We're fucking, we want to be out there in minus 20. No, nobody wants, wants to watch that a anymore. football game in minus 20. Nobody wants that anymore. No. Move the schedule up. Get into the summer. Summers aren't, you get 30s and stuff like that. So the odd day you get a 40, right? Sure. But it's not hot enough to really be like, oh, these guys can't be playing. It's way too hot out there. Unless you're LaShawn McCoy and you're scoring four touchdowns in the snow and winning me a fantasy league, (laughs) I don't want to see you run in the snow. But like in in October, that can happen too. I know. Mid-October, Thanksgiving, come roll around, Grey Cup, let's go. We should just have like a, we should have an NFL feeder league is what we should have, like a farm league. And then then put it on the side and like let the old guys have their CFL and just let it die off. Because it's it's ridiculous in this city that we have this beautiful ballpark, like baseball park with no team, no one to watch it. And, you know, we've got this decrepitly old piece of shit stadium in Commonwealth that's like not in a good area of town. Nobody like you know taking the train is is super sketchy. You can't park, and everybody's hammered. You can't park down there. They've, You're not allowed to park. They've they've they've, 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 broke, they've uh, come down on the people that used to let you park. Like we used to, excuse me, we used to park with the same family uh, at their house for fucking 15, 15 years. We give them <laughs> give them five dollars. They let you park on their property. You'd walk two minutes to the stadium. It was awesome. Yeah, I remember that. But like now, the cops and all these tickets that these get, there's people down there are scared to let people park on their property now because of 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 what you know the city's done there. And I think that's fucking bullshit. What what's what bad comes from the guy trying to make a little money and like uh, you know being part of the community? It had such a great feel back then, and now yeah. it just doesn't. It's just it's just. I don't even want to go to the games anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's fucking terrible. It is because I grew up with it. I want my kid to 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 grow up with that same, watching football when he's young, looking at these awesome athletes do their thing. It's 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 great, you know. Yeah. I just fear that that's not going to happen. It's the whole Canadian traditionalist, and you know, unfortunately, like sorry, but we're subsidizing this team. We're subsidizing this league, yeah. and we should have a say in whether or not we want to subsidize it or not like, anymore. Because it's like it's not making money. Well, I know, like I know the CFL because I've been part of like the surveys and the like, give us your two cents type of thing. We've written letters into them and stuff like that. But still, there's too many traditionalists, too many old people that want, you know, they want to keep this the same. Or I don't know what it is, but uh, it's just not making for a good league. And anyways, you were talking about the feeder leagues. Well, the USFL started yesterday, and now the XFL, and even the XFL came to the CFL and said, hey, let's get together, let's do something, and we wanted no part of it, right? <laughs> so I think, and, and I mean, the NFL's been trying to convince us to, to be a feeder league for them, and, and for a long time in the 90s, yeah. there were quality guys, Jeff Garcia, uh, Doug Flutie, uh, yeah. the pass rusher from the Lions that went to, the, to, to Miami Dolphins all those years. There were a lot of good quality guys that we got to see Go to the NFL, and now that, you know, I don't even know where to start anymore, right? You know what I think a big problem of it is, is the Canadian content rule. Yeah. Your team's got to be 50% Canadian. Yeah, like, they need is. to cut that down. Yeah. They need to cut that down. Like, imagine if you had a hockey league, and it was like 50% but, of the players have to be American. It would be a shitty league. No, you're right. But, <laughs> but like, we got athletes here. We've proven we could play hockey with the rest of the world at an extremely high level. We, we could do that with football. But we won't because we w- they, they want to stay in with this three down, 
this this smaller, quicker, faster type of thing. But if you brought if you change the rules in high school, you know, you create more guys playing the game that the Americans play, you know, uh, lifting this the same way that these guys do, you know, wanting to like no one, no kid wants to. No, I mean, kids do. But like you want to play in the NFL, you want to make millions of dollars yeah. playing in the NFL, you know, yeah. like and then, you know, if that doesn't work out, you play in the CFL for 20K, you know? Yeah. It's just nothing, you know, I just don't get it. I remember I didn't want to get into this conversation. I remember I remember Toby was talking about that because he was uh, played as a wide receiver, yeah. and he said just drive them nuts because there'd be like there'd be like twenty guys linemen stretching, not doing shit yeah. in training camp because they knew they were right. getting in. They're right. like we're Canadian and we're fucking linemen. There's no way they're not gonna put us in. Yeah, well, they just need to cut down that that percentage. They need to do something about getting to and from the games and Change making it games. family friendly making it you know get it off thursdays you know get it on the saturday what it like we're competing with what the college college football yeah i mean not that many people watch college football here i mean there is for sure yeah, there's people there's that do people. and i enjoy it too but i mean you're not going to directly compete with that man no you know all oh, people go away for the long weekend all oh, people want to get out of the city yeah well people also want to fucking go to a football game and and have some drinks and tailgate Eat some good Alberta beef, you yeah. know, and have a good time. Yeah, but nobody, I don't know. There's a big giant parking lot on on the cell, I don't know, cell some cell side of that arena. Be perfect for it. And they just don't want to do anything. There's no what? Well, yeah, they just don't want to. They don't want to put any manpower, any cops over no. there because no. they know it'd be crazy. Well, it will be crazy, but it'll yeah. be crazy in the same direction we're all going to be cheering for the same th you know the same league the same stuff you know what i mean yeah. sure that you get the saskatchewan fans all the time but they want us they I mean, like they want to do fun. it with hockey they're like let's come on just party before the game party yeah. after the game exactly we're building you this multi-million dollar square so that you can hang exactly. out in it come to the ford center come on down yeah. early look yeah. at all this sh Have shopping fun. nobody's gonna do that <laughs> It's a fucking game is at eight at night. It's like old people are just like, nope, I'm going to have dinner at Joey's and I'm going to go to the game yeah. and then I'm going to go home. Yeah. Fuck. You're like, you're leaving. It's freaking ice cold outside. You don't want to be anywhere near downtown when it's like this cold. But they're going ahead with it. Kate's putting billions of dollars into it. Yeah. I hope it works. It's I nice. I mean, like, I, I love I love the stadium. I love being at the stadium. It's great. The prices are a little ridiculous, but, like, you go early, like you were saying, you can get cheap, cheaper beer and, you know, start out the night and have a good time and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy that section of downtown now. It's great. Yeah. No, it's good. 104th Street's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember you could fire a cannon downtown and not hit anything yeah. for the longest time. It's right. kind of kind of revitalizing itself but it's cold it's cold it's fucking cold down it's there, cold, man. Man. That's all right. i don't understand it it's like yeah. the wind goes through the buildings or something but it's like it always seems like it's 10 degrees colder downtown well, it's like the tunnel the there you know like yeah. a wind tunnel but uh i got one sorry sorry i didn't want to get into the whole cfl thing but that's it's, okay it's very upsetting to me because i it, it's it's so near and dear to my heart yeah i went my me and my grandpa and my brother we went since we were fucking six seven years old something like that right and we went for a long long time mm -hmm. and the city of edmonton was great we'd have good football teams all the time we'd pull in 45, 50, even 60,000 fans from time to time when we played Calgary on a weekend or something like that. We'd have huge, massive crowds. The building was rocking. 
it was a fucking good time. And now I don't even know the numbers. I'm guessing it's not even 30,000 anymore. It's uh, like 14. The last game I was I, at, it was 14,000. I just, how, how is that even possible <laughs> to go from 45, consistently 40,000 fans on average to fucking 14,000? Yeah. Like, no, it was on, pretty pathetic. Wake up. It's pretty pathetic. And it's not a, yeah, like I said, I'd love to, t- I'd love to take time, but I'm like, if, if I got a decision, I'm going to take time to a baseball yeah. game. Middle of the Sunday, heat, you know, summer. I love the Trappers. Trappers, the Capitals. But again, you got to see players like Jose Canseco. You got to see players that were fucking going to play in the MLB. It was a little bit different. Like, you, you... it, you wouldn't uh, you would leave guy you'd leave pitchers in in that league just to see how they'd react right so you right. weren't really managing we're really going for the win right you weren't going for the win you weren't managing you know in the same way that you would if you were in MLB or anything like that but you would you would get good quality players you'd see guys like holy fuck this guy played for whatever that's awesome um, and you'd leave pitchers in you'd see how they react to a difficult situation stuff like that right so it yeah. wasn't like the most it was still fun to be there though you know what I mean yeah no it's so, awesome to be there and now it's cheap cheap price of beer is good the great price spot of, down in the valley yeah, there just sun shining looking over the river valley it is super chill man I love going down me there me too yeah me too I, I, I got I got your back on that one bro anyways I got one more running back I want to talk about alright let's go that'll get rid of uh, that'll be my last uh my last prospect here before I think we get into uh, into the mock draft next week. Yep. Um, we could talk about D lineman and whatnot like that. For me, quickly, the biggest guy is Jordan Davis. He played for George as well. He's a big body guy, three forty five, runs a four seven eight four eight something like that. Awesome athlete. He's moving up in the boards, all that good stuff. Someone's gonna a really good lineman in the middle round in the it's first. It's the round. Georgia lineman. Yeah, right? the Georgia lineman, Jordan Davis. Um, man, he's a stud. Someone's going to get a really good player there. Uh, and wow. Like, you know, you, we talked early on in this about how the combine, you know, you could be misled in the combine with the numbers and stuff like that. They can be a little misleading. And then every once in a while you get a prospect that like really shows out and you didn't think he could do some of the stuff that he did. Well, Jordan Davis is that guy I think in this, in this draft class. So, uh, yeah, Jordan Davis, big shout-out to him. They got him going uh, 13 to the yeah. Texans. Oh, fuck, let's go, baby. I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him, you know. I know the Chargers will want to get their hands on him. I mean, Atlanta, like, you can name any, like, almost any team needs a good D lineman, and there's not that many good ones in this draft either. So getting your hands on someone like Jordan Davis or the other guy across from that Georgia would be a, would be a good, good thing for sure. So I wouldn't be mad if the Texans did that at 13. Yeah, he said he's the best player in the draft. Yeah, um, like in a vacuum, he may be the best player in the class. Yeah, um, and it's a shame that he's not a top ten pick. Right. Uh, but there's yeah. just too many needs for like, like D linemen. They're super effective in the game. Everybody needs them, but like quarterback, edge rusher, offensive tackle. Those are your top three positions. Uh, you have to be good at those spots. If yeah. you're not good at those spots, you're not a good team. So. Yeah, and you can never get enough edge rushers, right? No, you're absolutely right. Okay, that's right. Another Georgia, uh, another Georgia player, James Cook, uh, 5'11", 190, runs a four four two. That's that's good speed at the running yeah. back, especially at one ninety. He probably could bulk up a little bit, but uh, that's okay. Uh, he's got receiving skills. He can run routes, catch the ball. He's got good vision. 
Uh, hits the cutback lanes with with burst and and speed. I love that about him. He finds he can get small, so like he can make his body small to get through the holes. Uh, he keeps his feet moving after contact. Uh, he's got some patience like Brees Hall does uh, in the run game, and he's got finishing speed. The four four two. He can he can take it to the house. Uh, he needs to improve in the red area, uh, red zone. Uh, short yardage he's got to improve there which leads me to him uh, working on his lower body strength so like if he went from 190 to like 195 197 put a little muscle on down there in his lower body the guy's going to be really really good and I'd like to see him get a little better in yards after contact uh, yak yards yeah well but, uh, 511 pro- good, good prospect yeah. someone's going to get this guy in the third fourth round maybe uh, gonna be a good prospect. He could be one of those like uh, um, who's the guy that played for the Chiefs and then kicked 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 that girl and now he plays for the Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked a girl. <laughs> He's not Charles Barkley. No, no. <laughs> he plays for Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Sorry. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem yeah, Hunt. yeah, yeah. He could be a Kareem Hunt kind of guy. You know, picked in the fourth round, yeah. but like really, really imp- impress this year and be effective this year, right? So. <laughs> Kick the chicken in the face. Well, he should be a, ball, a, a Ravens prospect, shouldn't he? Yeah. You know, kick someone in the face. Come on down to Baltimore. And we give you a second chance <laughs> yeah. at Baltimore. We're all For about sure. second chances. For sure. Have you decided, like, have you looked at it enough to decide what you want to do at 14? Uh, I mean, we can't go Texas. wrong with the tackle, yeah. defensive tackle. Fuck, if Jordan Davis is sitting there, buddy. Yeah, we'll take him. Uh, I w- if If... Hamilton's still there. Yeah. You know, I would love to take yeah. him because we def- we definitely we haven't had a safety since Ed Reed. Right. Um, and we're always like trying to I don't know, so long as they don't take another wide receiver in the first round. Like, I please think, God. I think they're in a prime spot to do that again though, too. So you'd rather not take Drake London or Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson in that spot. You want to go more defensive? Yeah, get one of maybe there's a maybe he's, uh, uh, Karloftis George Karloftis drops down to you at pass rusher, or uh, Jermaine Johnson or something like that. Get a pass rusher on that team. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's going to be they're going to get the leftovers of what happens if there's a huge quarterback scramble. Right. So right. if there's a big quarterback scramble well, and they can trade down, they can trade out. Um, I would love to get Drake London. Yeah. I would love to have Move him. down the board. But the problem with yeah. moving down the board, there's lots of teams like Green Bay, Kansas City, uh, uh, Philadelphia. Like, there's a lot of teams that need receivers, you know, with, with all the, the trade action happening. And now Debo Samuel. That brings me right into my, my point. I want to talk about D- Debo Samuel. He's getting death threats from San Francisco fans. What? While he dropped the stuff on his social media. Oh my god! They think he wants to trade out of here, so now he's getting death threats from his own fans. That's fucking. And he's crazy. on he's on uh, one of his socials and talking about it and super calm about the whole thing and telling fans it doesn't bother him at all and whatnot. But like, <laughs> you don't even know if this guy's leaving your team. I know. Why are you jumping on him already, man? Just like if you're so concerned about it, pay the guy the fucking nineteen. 20, 25 million dollars that that you know he thinks he deserves, and maybe he does deserve that. You well, know, then pay he's, him. He's like eighty-five percent of their offense. No, you're, you, you I, like, okay, you're right. But can you give a guy a contract for playing one good year? 
You know um, what I mean? He's been injured in the in the other years. He's been effective, but injured. Yeah. Now he's got through a full season. You're right. He was a huge, huge part of his offense. But it, it, like, if I'm San Francisco, that's my thought process. I'm like, this guy hasn't really gotten through an entire year except except for last year. Can I throw him twenty five million dollars? No. A year? No. Exactly. Right. So like, that's that's where it comes in. You know, as you a San can't... Francisco fan, man. You you want this guy in your team. You don't want him going somewhere else. But it's tough pill to swallow given given 25 million. Especially when you got Garoppolo on the wa- roster, he's making 19 million something like that. You don't even know if this guy's going to play a down for you next year. They're trying year. to they're trying to trade Garoppolo, are they not? I don't I don't know what's honestly, the situation's become so quiet. I don't even know. I think I think they're going to do something similar to what they did this year. Garoppolo is your starter, and let's see if um, the young kid, uh, not Trey Lance, is it Trey Lance? Yeah. Uh, let's see if that kid can, you know, become something this year, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're a gritty team. They're a really gritty team, and they, they're grind tough it. to play against. They grind it out. Grind it out they man. fucking ground it out all the way to the NFC Championship. Yeah, and they didn't lose one, by much, man. One play away, something yeah. like that, right? They're a tough team, but. But that's the situation with Debo and he's getting threats and I think that's complete fucking bullshit. Leave this fucking guy alone. He could be does he even want to now does he even want to stay there? You know? Yeah. Does he want to like I mean most fan bases is going there's going to be fans that are ridiculous and they go over the top, but uh I don't know. I think you have to sign this guy now. He's such a big part of your offense, but uh it's a tough pill to swallow at 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 I'm not sure exactly what he wants, but based on what everybody else is getting up there it's going to be somewhere in the 25, 25 million uh, range. And Julio still hasn't signed, right? Oh, no, Julio's out there. That's an intriguing intriguing guy to me. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Same thing. Never but, been healthy for a four yeah, year, right? Well, but he's got the credentials. He's done it for a long time. You know, he's proven that he could be the best receiver in the league. Yeah, but, but they just don't know where he's at right now. He's. He's the hamstrings being held together by toothpicks yeah. and peanut butter, basically. Right. Let's get. I'll take him in Texas. He come down, fucking teach these young kids what to do. We're not gonna pay you very much though. Fucking seven mil, maybe something like that. But uh, yeah, come on down. We'll, we'll we'll take you. Yeah, maybe reunite with Ryan, with Matt Ryan over in Indy or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. They, that's people can talk about that, and they're desperate for. So there's another team that's in the lower half of the of the first round that wants a wants a wide receiver too. So if you're looking at wide receiver and you're Baltimore, I don't know if training down too far is a really good situation for you. Well, I think we're pretty good. I mean, we got Andrews. We got Mark, we got, we got Mark Andrews, yeah. one of the better tight ends in the league. We got Marlon. We got Marlon. We got uh, Hollywood, yeah, as, Hollywood. A deep, Sorry, as a deep guy. So maybe just an yeah. intermediate and guys. You, who'd you draft? What's the young kid from last year that started to flash a little bit the, this year? Oh, fuck. fuck! I can't think of his name right now, but he, uh, he started to come on a little bit. He, he he played pretty good. So you have you have prospects there. You got young talent. You still have Hollywood Brown, um, but uh, yeah, you can always get another receiver. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, defensive lineman. If a pass rusher falls to you, if Kyle Hamilton falls to you, well, I I think if Kyle Hamilton's not getting past 13, if if he does fall down to to you or uh, to your team or my team. But, uh, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that Bateman. That's him. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah, he started to show. He started to flash a little bit at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, but Baltimore does have the history of moving up and down the board. So if if we do get into like let's say twelve, let's say twelve's on the clock. I can't think of the team right now on, th- on off the top of my head. 
12's on the clock. Baltimore wants Baltimore Kyle Hamilton's drop. Baltimore wants Hamilton. I wouldn't put him past him to jump in front of the Texans to try and get Kyle Hamilton. So, and I've seen it before. A couple years ago, we had, there was a lineman, and the lineman didn't pan out. So thank God Baltimore traded their pick away uh, to Seattle, who yeah. drafted the offensive tackle the Texans were thinking about taking. And the guy really hasn't done anything in the league. So thank you for that. Yeah. But uh, I can see them making a move uh, just in front of the Texans for something that we want, that we both have interest in. So, Yeah, I think to me, I just want to, you know, we've got, we've got our golden goose and Lamar protect them you know that get, brings me to another point get some tackles are you get gonna some pay gun. he's gonna fucking pay this guy or what hell yeah lamar yeah like he's he's coming and going into his last year of his contract not no no talk so far what is, what is he getting paid well what did the top quarter get back get paid well last fucking year? 283 million dollars fully guaranteed he's Give the man the money. Yeah. <laughs> Give the man the money. I think that's the problem right now, right? That they're 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 going back and forth about how much to exactly pay this guy. Because he's not your traditional quarterback. No. Good player, great athlete, will take your team places. He can win a Super Bowl. I have no doubt in my mind he can. But like what do you pay this guy? Do you pay him Dak Prescott money? So lower half of forty million, so right around forty million, or do you pay him like Aaron Rodgers money? Fifty million, right? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Complaining about receivers. Oh, dude, I've, dude, we talked about it just the last time. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. I just don't see how he thinks he can win a Super Bowl and take that much money. You know what I mean? He wasn't doing it before. See how we're doing the salary cap. He's already Lamar's a twenty-three million cap hit already. Yeah, right now I think it's I think he's in his option That's year. His base salary twenty-three million. Um, so like Dak Prescott forty million, um, Russell Wilson thirty eight million, uh, Deshaun Watson forty three forty four million, uh, someone else signed recently that's making in that oh David Carr not David Carr Derek Carr uh, forty three forty two million a year something like that I think he's in that range, you know. Yeah. So but you got to pay this guy. You Keep do. this motherfucker happy, or he'll be the next one saying this team. He'll be taking his social medias down and shit like that. You know, <laughs> unfollow. It's such yeah. a ex girlfriend he moved to oh, do, man. It's such a it's it's the, it's the athlete these days, right? Yeah, I'm fucking pissed off. Communicating, one communicating through Twitter, communicating yeah. through Facebook. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's like very passive aggressive, very passive aggressive. Extremely, yeah. But again, like, is that the the new wave? Is that how, is that how your beat reporters get their information? Because you guys are unfollowing each other on social media. Yeah. Unreal. What else can they talk about, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. We talk about this draft like me, like I do, nonstop. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to do the the draft now that we kind of got all the prospects, at least the top fifty. I think we've we've done something like that, yeah. with the exception of a couple defensive linemen or whatever. But Next yeah. week, we're picking out of the college. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's go 1 to 32. We'll go every three picks. I think we'll give Travis number one because it's pretty easy, easy to start there. We'll get, you know, you can get a feel for the mic and whatnot. You take two in Detroit, and I'll take three at Texas. Sure. And then we'll just, you know, you'll end up with, well, uh, you might end up with the Texan second pick or whatever like that. But, uh, yeah, I think we do that. 
and then any trades we want to do we talk about it right here online you know we yeah, can bring up there's a idea. chart there's a there's a chart every draft picks worth a specific number We'll bring up the charts and if you know if like a guy's not you know slapping you in the face saying all oh, this i gotta take this guy maybe you want to move back you know yeah well, maybe you think you can get a d lineman a little lower you trade with fucking philadelphia or something like that they got a couple picks right so yeah i think it'll be kind of fun yeah it'd be cool yeah give people a little bit of insight into college yeah. that they don't ever really watch or i mean lots of our friends don't really watch college for sure football. and I'll, I'll have my all my player profiles and stuff here. So like when we make a selection, I'll just throw out a couple quick points about the guy and what I think about him quick and we'll move on. Yeah. So make sure you tune in next week for yeah, sure. Let's go. And Maybe Hey, if, if you want to drop a comment in the, in the comment section where with, with someone you think your team should draft by all means, we'll take that into consideration. If, if, if the, if the needs match up with the player, yeah, we, we definitely wanna we definitely wanna get you guys involved and we'll make those picks. So Sean, if you're out there, Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> if you got a guy you like, man, we'll drop us a line. Williams. Yeah. Jameson Williams. Oh dude, but like you you probably won't get him back until December ish, I'd say. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but if you really convinced that this guy is long term prospect that'll be awesome he, before he got stuff. hurt he was like oh, be, the consensus number yeah. one overall yeah, guy he, he, he would have crept like, into the top 10 yeah i think fucking the jets take him at, at 10 if, if he's fully healthy hope so get better jameson yeah buddy look let's get better i want to see you do it and hey if you're still there at 13 that's another selection i'd like to, to see the texans take absolutely Okay, let's uh, veer way the fuck off. I, just, I got here. one. I got I got Baker Mayfield because he's back in fucking <laughs> the media again. He goes on to oh, a no. podcast similar to us, but obviously you know much more highly touted. He says that Seattle's the best fit for him. He thinks that's the team that needs him. Hasn't even probably talked to Seattle, but it's decided that this is the best team for him. He wants to be a Seattle Seahawk. Who is it? Robbie Anderson from Carolina. It was yeah. like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he tweeted. No, <laughs> dude, that was funny though. Right. He's like hilarious. Quickly. Some, some, uh, to give it a little context, some, uh, reporters said that, uh, Baker Mayfield would be a good pick for, uh, Carolina, a good trade destination for Carolina. And then, yeah, uh, uh Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson sends a tweet back in reply and says, no. no. <laughs> so, that goes to show, like that's, like if that's you have power those of Twitter, that's if, the power of. But if you have that, if if Robbie Anderson has that perception of Baker Mayfield without even playing with him or being in the same locker room with this guy, like these are bad, bad things for fucking Baker Mayfield, man. Yeah, like he does. A, like you can tell, he has a shit attitude. Yeah, but he like man, this then get off fucking these podcasts and stop telling people who you think you'd be good playing with, just. Deshaun Watson's getting suspended. He, at least he fucking better get suspended. And Baker's going to be the guy. So you got six game, you got a six game, four game, prove it. Yeah. Prove to the rest of these NFL teams that you're, you're not this fucking whiny bitch. You can lead your team and you can be, you can win games. Create a quarterback controversy. Exactly. And then after the four to six games, then you can start fucking saying something. You can be like, Man, look, look, this is what I've done. I'm ready to, to go to a team and help them win. I'm going to work my ass off for them. This is the kind of player I am. The one that took the, the Browns to the playoffs. The one that in these six games with Deshaun Watson is hurt has shown that even with 
you know, controversy on me, I can prove to be a winning quarterback. That's what you got to do. Yeah, well, these guys are so butthurt when they sign a new quarterback. They yeah. just don't. They don't want to compete. Like no, nobody wants to want compete. F- but the, but like don't like if you're a team, and he he stops with this shit, shows that he wants to compete. He he doesn't care who's behind him. He doesn't care. To, I want the starting job. I'm better than Deshaun Watson. Go out there and prove it. Fucking win five of those six games. Then there's a completely different storyline. And your value is shot up through the roof. You can probably make a good contract now. No one's giving you a fucking any money to go play for them. So prove it, man. Shut up and prove it. I think he thinks he's already proven it just by taking Cleveland to the playoffs. Well, he's sorely mistaken then. Because, <laughs> I mean, yes, that was something that no other quarterback has done for a long time. Yeah. So we'll give you props for that, Baker. Props to you. But, but he now, throws a lot of picks. He throws a Just shut up, picks. man. How, and my thing is, you got the two best running backs tandem in the league. You know, you're play-actioning all the time. Backers are stepping up. People are hesitating. You should be able to – you should be lighting it up, man, not throwing picks, not holding on to the ball too long, not making bad reads and throwing the ball into trouble. You know, so that's, those are the things that he needs to prove in these six games – or these four games, depending on the suspension. I mean, Zeke Elliott got four for for doing what? You know, I don't even don't even remember Grabbed anymore. Grabbed a boob. Yeah, you know, Deshaun. Boob. <laughs> Deshaun. Oh man. Anyways, okay. So that that's what I got in Baker. <laughs> if, if if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, shut up. Show fucking the Cleveland Browns that you can win football games. And a team out there, there's a lot of desperate teams for quarterbacks. Someone will come get you, man, and someone's gonna pay you. So. Yeah, that's what I got, bro. Okay. Well, Baker Mayfield, he's he's something, all right. He's a Cleveland Brown, so I don't give much of a shit about him. No, I know you don't. But he's yeah, he's he's pretty whiny. He's played pretty good against Baltimore. Oh yeah, you know he's. I just know he's thrown a lot of picks. He's thrown picks, but he's something that 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 other quarterbacks never did was beat Baltimore, right? So yeah. he's proven that he can go in there and, and play hard against your team and get some W's against them. That game they played was awesome. Well, the game they played on Monday yeah. was oh, crazy. Man, that was a wild it was game. A freaking, it was like 50 to 45 or something. It was like Madden, watching Madden football. That yeah, was pretty wild. But yeah, if you go over his numbers, um, hasn't thrown for 4,000. But he's on a running team, right? They yeah. want to run the ball. They're going to 60-40 it. 2018, he had... 27 touchdowns. That's pretty good. 14 picks. Yeah, that's not so good. Uh, 2019, 22 touchdowns, 21 picks. Ooh. 2020, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. Yeah, that's pretty the year. decent. That's the year. That's, that's the that year they, they went, went to the pretty playoffs. Pretty sure that's the year they went, yeah. And then last year, 17 touchdowns, 13 picks. Yeah. He was hurt for some of that. I'll give him a little credit there, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think you got to just stop. Just don't, don't, don't. Don't dig yourself any more of a hole than you already had, man, and go and prove it because he has no choice at this point. He's a Cleveland Brown. He's playing for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. right? He can sit out if he wants to, but that's going to make things far worse. I just don't understand it, man. Like, your job is just to play quarterback. Yeah. Play quarterback. Exactly. Get off the fucking State Farm commercials or whatever commercials he's doing. <laughs> Stop with that shit, bro, and focus on – Throwing the football down the field, bro, because you got a stacked offensive line. You got a great running game. He's in a good situation. You got Amari Cooper now. You know, that's an upgrade. 
He's in a good situation. Let's go, man. No There's no reason for you not to be able to, to, to win games. Anyways, yeah. uh, just quickly, uh, shout out to Buck Martinez. He was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I heard today, uh, growing up as a kid, this is the guy we'd listen to. Uh, I like his, his, the way he announces. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, we're sending our support from the Bush Leaguers out to Buck. Get, what are, get better soon, bud, and hopefully we'll, we'll see you back on the broadcast or hear you back on the broadcast soon. Yeah, that's hopefully it's not too serious and uh, gets through it okay. Yeah. Love Buck Martinez. Me too. I, I like Bucky. It's just not a Jays game without him on there. You're right. You're right. Jays are playing well too. Yeah, if they can get some pitching, like I, I know, and I know, <laughs> I know they started a little bit late this year, so maybe the pitching. Well, I'm sure the pitching will come around as they get more practice. They get throwing the ball more. It's going to come around. But uh, yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not pitching very well. Good thing they got those bats, because uh, yeah. Uh, they ended up winning today, I think, by one. Yeah. But they lost yesterday to Oakland, and uh, they got blown out the other day by the Rangers and whatnot. So number one they're in the division. Though. Yeah, they're doing good. I it's think they're going two a... two wins to one loss. It's, yeah. You know, it's still good, but I'd like to see the rotation. Uh, you know, obviously improve. You think you think Vladdy's got a shot at MVP this year? One hundred percent, no question in my mind, he does. Yeah. yeah, they're talking like 50 home runs. He's fucking like bombing that. it. I mean, obviously, there's going to be fall off. There usually is. Yeah. Hopefully not, because that would be one hell of a season. But uh, he's bombing it right now, man. He's playing good. Yeah, I love Laddie. He dropped some weight. He's looking thinner. Yeah. He fits into that fucking disgusting fucking MVP or whatever coat they got going on there for, for the player of the game. <laughs> the, home run, the home run coat. <laughs> whatever it is, yeah, so... So they got the Red Sox coming up for three. Well, that'll be good. Astros, then the Red Sox again. Gotta win then those. the Astros, then the Yankees. Gotta win those. The Astros That's aren't playing very. They're playing. D, d, they have the, the thing they have is pitching, yeah. but their bats are not going very good, yeah. especially Al- Altuve and whatnot. Fuck the Astros. <laughs> I like doing Cheaters. it. Uh, fuck it. If you think, okay. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of an Astros fan, obviously because I'm a Houston fan. So I'm yeah, a Texas yeah, fan. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind the Astros. They're kind of my second team. If you think that. That there's no other cheating happening. There's no other people fucking stealing signals in MLB. You are naive as shit, dude. <laughs> the Yankees fucking invented that that shit, bro. So yeah, I'm just let's just pump the brakes there. Yeah, sure they cheated, but everybody cheats. That's like the Bill Belichick thing, right? Yeah. He gets caught, he gets in trouble, he looks like an asshole. But come on, everybody's doing that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, but it's like getting caught multiple times. That's where yeah. it comes in, right? Yeah, Belichick's been caught multiple times for multiple different things. It's fishy. Yeah, but the Astros just stealing signals. They almost, they almost won it again. Man, I wanted them to win last year so bad so they could shut some of these people up. You know? <laughs> Didn't happen, though. We can win without stealing signals. Didn't happen. No. So switching gears, uh, we're in baseball right now. We're yeah. going over to the NBA for a little bit, anyways. Um, not really too much to talk about NBA-wise. The playoffs started. Uh, the Raptors got shellacked they in look the like, first game. They look like shit, man. They, yeah, well, I mean, anytime James, James Harden gets 13, 14 assists, yeah. you're losing the game. Well, they're dropping the three ball like crazy on us. Like, we got to get up in the face a little more. We got They got to be a little bit more. They got to be better defensively 100%. They need to pressure these guys. Stop giving them the free shot and like the transition game, man. You know, let's get th- let's get back defensively, guys, a little bit here. They're young, 
you know, they're, they, they, they got the young guy there that's, that's, that's playing out of his mind. So maybe it'll take him a little bit of time to They drew a adjust. really good team in the 76ers. So, that's a really Oh, for sure. But there's no reason why they, you know, there's no reason why the Raptors can't win that series. They just got to, you know, they got to put, you got to pressure him a little more defensively. Yeah. Fred Van Fleet, 18 points. It's not going to get it done. No. What about um, Scotty? Scotty Barnes, 15. And Siakam? 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Siakam had 24, 3 That's pretty rebounds, good. 7 assists. Yeah, we need him to, to play. But it, 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 they scored enough points to win. You know, the offense I don't think is the question mark. To me, they got to get better defensively. they they got to get, get out to the three ball, make it tough on these guys to make those shots, stop giving up the, the easy threes. Yeah, and then you got to take care of Joel Embiid in the middle, and you got to take yeah. care of James Harden too. It's a tough team. You're, you're absolutely right. They drew a tough team. Drew a tough team. Uh, who else is in there? Nuggets, Warriors. Um, Warriors, 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 yeah. Nets lost the Celtics. Yeah. Heat are probably going to roll dominate. over the Hawks. Yeah. Dominate them. Trey's good, but Trey can't do it himself. Yeah. And the Bucks are probably going to beat the Bulls, let's be honest. Mm. Um, but I like DeMar, the. DeMar I like playing good, though. DeMar, man. Mm, I love DeMar. Yeah, me too. It's too bad we lost him, but uh, at the same hey, time, we brought in someone good, right? Won a championship. That's all that matters. You got it. That's true. That's if you how could you trade, feel. If you could trade one guy, like if you traded, if they said, hey, if we trade Connor McDavid and you're guaranteed to win one Stanley Cup, one? would you do it? No. <laughs> no? No, because I believe, no. I believe there's sustained success coming for this team, and it's coming really soon. I really I depends, believe that. It really depends on what they do. So we're getting into the Oilers, but... It really depends on what they do in free agency here. Oh, 100%. If they go, 100%. If they sign Pugliarvi and they let Kane go, I'll be like, all right, this is a team that's trying to develop their draft picks. Right. This is a team that wants to win. I don't think, like. If they let, if they let Pugliarvi go and they sign Kane, I'll be like, this is a team that's just trying to win right now. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think, I think, I wish we had signing bonuses and all the stuff they have in the NFL because I'd convert so much of that Darnell nurse salary into fucking signing bonus. So his number wasn't so big, but we can't do that. Um, I think you can get Pugliari for a good number. I think Kane's going to be a little bit harder to sign in the off season because you know, the, the way he is and how good he's performing. Kane's making 2.1 right now. That's, that's a great contract. He's going to, he's going to want five though. Because if Hyman's yeah. getting five, if Fogel's yeah. getting three, if yeah. if Cassian's getting three point two, well, Ca- Cassian's gone, right? That's your, that's where you get. Well, you're jumping up in Nurse, so the Cassian contract helps eat that away. But yeah, we're 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 in trouble for sure that way. I don't know what they're gonna but, do because but, Evander Kane is risky. I'm, he is fucking risky. All oh, these accusations against him with like, you know, his ex-wife is saying he beat the shit out of her. He's yeah. like saying that he bet on his own well, game. Yeah, you got to write like, that in the contract then. That's got to be part of yeah. the contract, right? And he may yeah. not want to sign that, but like, if you're giving him four to five million or something like that, I don't know the number. Don't quote me on these numbers at all. But if you do give him that number, there's got to be some writing in the contract saying if your wife fucking comes and gets you and you can't play hockey anymore we're drop your salary drops to whatever or something you know what i mean but um he's he's got a case to make five because he's gonna score he'll score he's scored 30 goals before yeah no he'll score 40 on on a line with mcdavid just hasn't played enough man yeah he's a big body he pisses off the other team. Nobody um, wants to fight him. Yeah, he's like, always in the scrums. He's like, he's that attitude that you kind of need. 100%. And, and I'll tell you this, like, 
I'm a Leafs fan, but as a fan, like as a hockey fan, yeah. I can tell you people fucking hate the Oilers. Yeah. They hate them. They do. They they get, absolutely hate yeah, the Oilers. They got all the first round picks. They got all the first round picks. You got the second Gretzky. Like, second oh, Gretzky. Yeah. You're wasting his talent and his yeah. life here. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So just be the bad guy. No, that's Be fine. the bad guy. I'm okay be, with that. Get, get Kane. Get, I like that. You know, get these guys. Be chippy. Be assholes. You know, Dude, I, was the I one, say go with it. I was the one guy that supported the move for Kane at the price from almost from get-go. Yeah. All of our friends were like, no, fuck this guy. He's got a bad attitude. He's done this and this. He's betting, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, fine. But he still scores. He's still nasty. He's still going to get under people's skin in the playoffs. Yep. This guy's going to be great for us in the playoffs. McDavid loves him. Yeah. McDavid's oh, he supported him. He supported him from day one, right? And this he, is where he I get. He just wants to win. This is where I get with Pooley I know Oiler fans love him, and he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. But, like, that's the opportunities I've seen McDavid hand him on a platter and for him to just, like, throw it into the goalie's logo or miss the net or he just takes too much time to yeah. make these decisions. Like, yeah, he's not there yet. He's, he's not there he's yet. He's not there yet, and I don't think he's going to be a guy that just all of a sudden explodes and is, like, I think, amazing. I think it's too early to tell. Uh besides the fact that he doesn't sh- shoot the puck enough and he doesn't shoot the puck effectively enough, there's, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and apologize for Pooley RV. I, I have trouble with him as much as the next guy. There's people who love him in social media and there's people who hate him. There's not many people as in between. I'm an in between guy in this guy. I think he's effective when he skates, he gets back defensively because he has the speed. He he's when he wants to be, he can be relentless on the puck he needs to do more of that. He needs to be more like Yamamoto that way. Yeah. The best thing that he does is get in front of the net and make it difficult for the defenders and the goalies to see the puck coming at him. That's his single best trade. And if that's all he does through this playoff run coming, I'll be 100% happy about it. You know, he doesn't have to be. The, we got the goal scorers. We got fucking two guys at 100 and some points. We don't need that aspect of the game. We need the yeah. defensive aspects from it. Sure, it'd be nice to see him chip in a little more offensively. But as long as he's in the fucking tough areas making things difficult on the defenders, because he is a big body guy. He's not going to go hit you, but he should. But yeah. he will make it difficult to on you in front of the net. And as long as he's doing that, and that'll help us come contract time too, in my opinion. Guy can't ask for too much. Sorry, man, you only have this. You've only done this. There's room for improvement here. Yeah. Maybe you give him... You give him a little bit long term. Maybe in the later, the later parts of the contract, the money jumps up a little bit. But for right now, in front of the net on the power play, in front of the net in the, in the grind, he is effective. And anybody who says that he's not isn't fucking watching. Well, he is effective. I just feel like he just doesn't use his body. He, he just he, does not know how to use. He his needs body. to. You're right. You're right. And he's. It just takes way too much time to make decisions. You're not wrong. So if you go, <laughs> if you if you look at, if you look at okay, we've got Kane, yeah, and we've got Pugliarvi, yeah, and you got to pay Yamamoto. Yeah, you're right. You got to Yamamoto's yeah, that's up. A tough one. So what do you pay Yamamoto? That's because a tough one. He he should be getting. He should be getting five. These are tough, tough decisions, man. And this is why I you, love Yamamoto. I love him. He's a he's a fantastic player. Yeah. He gets his nose dirty. He gets in there. Yeah. He's, we'll he, see how effective he's going to be in the playoffs, right? Because yeah. now it gets chippier. It gets dirtier. I mean, I'm not saying that's not happening now as we get on the playoff stretch here. But let's see how effective. I hope he can be. I hope he brings that same mentality into the playoffs because we need it. What do you think about like? I think they need to, they need to get rid of one of the goalies. And it's probably costing him because that contract's four and a half million. He's 
He hasn't performed up to the contract in my mind. He's good. He's good enough. But you need that salary to give to other people. Uh, Cassian, same thing. I love the guy. He's a good locker room guy. He's just not getting the job done. He's not. Man, again, he, he needs to be like he's fucking on crack. You know, he needs to, to look like he's doing drugs out there. He is. And he'll, he needs to skate fast. He needs to hit hard. He needs all tons of. All kind, dude, you're, you're playing 11 minutes tops a game. In those 11 minutes, those should be the fucking wildest, crazy 11 yeah. minutes that this guy plays. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need from him. You want to see a guy taking advantage of his minutes? Go watch right. Ilya Mikheyev on Toronto. Sure. That guy is like flying around. Yeah, that's what, and that's everything. what you need. He's older. Maybe, maybe he's saving it for the playoff. I don't know. Yeah. But we need, we need that from him. He's going to be very impressive. He'll be good in the playoffs. Important. He'll be absolutely great in the playoffs. What do you, what's your opinion so. about McDavid flying around hitting people? I love it. You love it? Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> You're like, protect this guy at all costs. Let's not get it. He, these, are, these are the things. Yeah. You, you asked me the question the other day about how does McDavid get better? How does he, you know, how does he get better from where he is? Yeah. And I said something along the lines of he's got to get better in the playoffs. He can't just be you know, uh, skating faster than the neutral zone, making these highlight plays. So these are some of the things that I think he needs to do, man. I think he needs to to be a little bit more physical. And I'm not saying go fucking check 10, 15 times a game, but throwing the odd body check here and there to, to remove a guy from the puck to create a turnover. I think those are good things. So that's how he's got to get better. He's got to muck it up a little bit. He's got, they got, the Oilers in general have to get a little better off this cycle. And I know cycle, cycle, but like, Teams are going to trap it up on you in the playoffs. They're going to tighten up the neutral zone. So those are the types of things you need to happen. Yeah. You talk about going 100-100 down to 45 or 50 points, right? Because Connor and Drysdale are 100-point guys, and the next guy is Hyman at 50 or something close to that. There's a big yeah. drop-off there. There's a huge drop-off. So those guys, and Hyman plays that game that you want. You know, he he's plays that hard on the puck. He, play, he can play the cycle. He can, he can keep the puck on his stick to get guys to open up. You know, that's the kind of stuff we need to have all through the lineup. He's very gritty. He can. He's an unbelievable penalty killer. I love Hyman, man. Hyman's a Hyman's a not a great shooter. It's a tough contract, still though. Yeah, you know? five and a half million. Yeah, it's tough, but it's pretty steep. But but you need to, man. You, you need. You, he'll see in the playoffs. He'll see in the playoffs. So he's he's a thorn in the side. Yeah. Um, I think I still think Cassian's going to be good in the playoffs. He'll be running so. around just laying people out. I hope so. Um, they're going to need it though, because that it. that everybody's going to be coming for them for sure. Like physically, they're going to try and bully us around. We have yeah. to be able to step up for the challenge. And they're probably they're probably going to play the Kings, which is a good draw for yeah. them. I'd rather play if I'm Edmonton. Like, I'd rather play the Kings than play Vegas. I like both of those teams personally, but but yeah, go ahead. Vegas. Yeah, I, I, think I just don't, Vegas. You just don't want to see in the playoffs because they're getting healthy now. Yeah, like, yeah, but so like so is Los Angeles, right? You yeah, know? that's true. They're both teams are getting healthy, but uh, I think we can take both of those teams. I mean, like it's gonna be tough, hard fought series. It's going six games at least, probably seven. But um, the the mo I think the Nugent Hopkins lines with with him, uh, like I think he really needs to perform. Last time in the playoffs, he was underperforming. Yeah. You know, he wasn't as effective. But you see, like, as soon as as soon as soon Hopkins came back, the penalty kill improved, the power play improved again. You know, he's such an important part of our team. He'll be the third-line center. You know, we need him and his line to be effective on the score sheet, too. 
You know, he's got to be that 12. He's got to be that third liner that gets 12 goals in these playoffs. And we can go. If he can do that, we'll be deep in the playoffs. And, you know, Edmonton fans will be happy about it. Well, I love Fogel. You know I love Fogel. Yeah, you do. That and that's, guy, he's great. He's a great player. He works his ass off. He flies around. I think he should be getting the first line minutes that Pugliarvi is getting. Well, but he had those He had those him. minutes at, at some point in the season. Yeah. You know, he was playing on the top line. and. He wasn't overly effective in my mind. No. He was good, but I Problems. like him. I like him in that grinded role. You know, he's I'm, good. Yeah, I mean, I think the Oilers are hitting. They're they're clicking at like yeah. the right moment in time. Boys are playing good. The boys are playing good. The gold. They're getting the goal goal Do you think it's enough? Like you think now people can finally shut up and like you know? Uh, or there's always going to be that question mark. You know. There was a point in the game against Vegas where he like just fell backwards into the net and knocked the net off, and yeah. you could tell he was Good. hurting. Good. You could tell he was hurting. It was like, oh shit. It's a veteran move, he's, but yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's he's a bit of a band aid. Get him um, some fucking quarter zone then. Yeah, I you think know? I think he'll, you know, you can trust him. To, you can trust him to make the first save. Yeah. Um, I think that or. I think Edmonton has the opposite problem that Toronto does. Toronto's problem is that they they have old, slow defensemen, but they're like technically sound. Right. Whereas Edmonton has young. like young, free fast, wheeling. freewheeling yeah. defensemen, yeah. but they're not that technically right. sound. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be it's all gonna rely on them getting the puck out of the slot after Mike Smith makes that save because he's he's. He who knows where the fuck his body is when yeah. he makes that first I'm, save. I'm super concerned about guys like Keith, Bouchard, Russell. The, I think those guys are going to get bullied around, and they really need to rise to the occasion physically, defensively, and decision making wise because it's going to be sore, especially for a guy like Bouchard who's young. He hasn't done a lot of this. He needs to be affected. He needs to play his game, and guys are going to be guys are going to be flying all over that guy. Yeah. When he's retrieving pucks, he's got to be sound, because I, that's that kind of stuff really scares me. He's getting there. He's got a great he shot. Is. Oh, dude, he's yeah. A, he's offensively, I'm not I'm not questioning that part of his game. Yeah, it's decision making at the back end and puck retrieval is going to be extremely important for him and Keith. Keith just looks he's looking pretty old. He's looking his age a little bit too. I think you yeah. know. So. Yeah, that happens. Father time's undefeated. That second pairing defenseman is going to be extremely important for the Edmonton Oilers this year, and I'm sure it's similar for you guys in Toronto, right? So. Yeah, Cody CC looks pretty good though. Cody, people were like worried about him. I was like, this, I was, I liked the signing. He got good price. I knew, I, I knew the guy was good, and he hadn't performed. Dude played in Ottawa, right? So like, you can't be too mad at at, at the, those stats and stuff. You're playing for a really bad team. So when we signed him, I I, I I liked the signing. I was extremely happy that they made that that call more than so than I was with the Keith signing. Yeah, oh, don't there, there's another contract you can get rid of. I think at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, you get rid of Duncan Keith. Uh, <laughs> it's just all about how much money you're going to give Yamamoto, yeah. and whether or not you're going to keep uh, Kane and Pooley. You got to be able Kane, to figure out a way. Kane just. It would suck if the Oilers gave him all this money and then it was like 
he gets that's why something ha- in his... That's why there has to be something written in the contract, and he's not going to be happy with that. Because I know those ladies, but, and I can guarantee you they don't like they don't like their men going out with him sure. well, at night. Listen, listen <laughs> man, you're, you're probably right. You're absolutely right. And once he starts you. having more and more success, oh, that yeah. party animal cane starts creeping back in, you know, and you can see it. Like, he he'll lives take in stu- Vegas in he'll the take season. He'll take penalties, you know, like yeah. that part, that... that, that tough aggressive guy you can see it that's what makes him good but that also what makes him who he is and why he's in that the kind of trouble that he is right yeah no, exactly. and when the success starts creeping again you know leopards can't change their spots or whatever the fucking saying is right yeah i was just talking to a good friend of mine the other day who said he used to party with the oilers back in the 80s and i was like fuck you oh. have no idea what these For guys sure. were like this fucking like a weekend. but there's no social media there was yeah, no like no, not everybody had guys. a cell phone camera sure. you know exactly that's yeah. that's another thing i i i fucking these athletes these days my my god that that alone must be one of the most difficult things to deal with. Yeah, you got to have a PR representative. You got to be a perfect human being at all times, or someone's going to fucking catch you on video taking a piss on the corner or something like They're that. They're going to find know? a paper that you wrote back in grade seven. Yeah, exactly, where you, you said know, something a little said, questionable. Said something that may be racist or that something. That you, like, you heard in an NWA song, that yeah. you weren't meaning it with that kind of intent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, it's difficult, man. And that's uh, that leads me back to like these pro days and stuff for these NFL players. You know, yeah, there's so many questions coming at these guys to 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 find out. Oh, why did you do this? Or why ten years ago did you do that? Or yeah. you know, this past year, what what was your mindset? You know, there's so much vetting of these players. It's it's crazy. They just can't have their team look bad. But when you're making ten million, twenty million, thirty million a year, that's the kind of stuff you got to swallow. I couldn't imagine making that much money when I was that age, man. I would be fucking crazy. I'd be out of my mind. You're right, but uh, we'd also like you think like you think someone would try to help prepare you for that stuff when you were younger, right? Which a lot of us athletes we didn't have that kind of you know that kind of support when you were younger, right? So yeah, for sure. You would think, but again, tons and tons of money. Too much money. Lots of money, dude. <laughs> you know? And the fame. They'll make you... I mean, being famous in Edmonton as a hockey player, like, you're pretty much a god here. Oh, everybody recognizes you. For yeah, sure. everybody knows you. You're yep. probably going to get somebody talk some shit to you, oh, too. Sure. And you get sure, a guys, or something. Especially if you're like a Pooley Arby. Imagine how many people will be shit-talking that guy, right? <laughs> and you just be like... Somebody shit-talked McDavid when he was having dinner with his family. Oh, I'm sure he did. Sakes. Like, it's, oh, it's man, ridiculous. And that's, if, if we could just get these fans to just fucking understand, you know, just leave these guys alone. You know, sure, you think you know everything there is to know about hockey. A lot of people think that here, yeah. right? Just, just fucking let these athletes play because we don't want to lose these guys. We do not want to lose Connor McDavid. You know, He's, that's why you have. This is such a crucial pivotal point for the Oilers. They have to get past the first round, in my mind. Oh God, have to. Leafs got to get past the first round oh, somehow. Yeah, yeah. somehow got to beat the who Lightning. They, who they got right they now? Got the bro, Lightning. They got the uh, Lightning. What they got? Tampa Bay. The yeah, they're not as good as they used to be. No, you're right. There's so, if there's a year, this is the year. Them. I think yeah. we just gotta we just gotta stay where we are in the standings and yeah. get that home ice advantage because so we want to be playing. If you're playing a game seven, you want to be playing at home. So then Washington plays Florida and Boston plays Carolina, or the other way around. 
because uh, they're the wild card one two right now uh, would be Toronto Tampa it would be the Rangers Pittsburgh and then Florida would play does it go based on points or does it go based on conference there? I, I believe it goes know. based on points okay so then uh, the top point getters right now are 104 for Carolina and 114 so Florida would play Washington and Boston and Carolina would play each other oh man that's a dirty dirty playoff bracket man. <laughs> that's nasty over there the dude. east is fucking crazy man it is nasty i think There's the best chance teams. you have would be pittsburgh beating beating the rangers there i know shishterkin's having an unreal year but he's been uh, fading out a little bit though but if there's I, a team i think that's the team rangers kind of got their number but i think pittsburgh's going to be in the eastern conference final yeah. pittsburgh is just they're hitting their stride at the right moment. Malkin's relevant again. Like cross checking people, slashing people in the face, getting four <laughs> games, and Austin Matthews is getting two games. Well, like I showed you guys, what's more he's dangerous? A re- he's a repeat offender. Fine, but what's more dangerous? Slashing, cross checking someone in the temple area, or yeah. hitting somebody in the teeth? What's more dangerous? Well, I'd say probably hitting them in, in the, the teeth. temple. Yeah, for yeah. sure it is, right? So yeah. I don't know. I. The, I'm pretty sure they fucking take a dart. They put fucking one to ten games up on a dartboard and just fucking throw a dart at it and make well, decisions that he's way. He's in a scoring race. He can't uh, yeah. oh, can't yeah. take their money man out of the can't take their money that's, man. Out. See and fuck that's such a, <laughs> and that's just like everybody does this. They say, oh, you they fucking refs. You you missed the call there. How could you miss that call? You better make up for that call later. Yeah. Right. Like that's the mentality. Like. Sure, you missed this call, but you, even if it, there's not as good of a call later on, you have to make that call. That can't be the way to think about these things. Yeah, it's got to be make the right call every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, but the refs are terrible, man. Like, so if that's the case, you have a thousand cameras watching these fucking games. Let's let's get the right fucking answers on the in the in the press box back in Toronto wherever they do this. Let's get the right calls, and you're telling me that within seconds they can't have the right call down to the officials for the game. I, I know they can do that. This has to change. Well, they put their they put their whistles away in the playoffs too. So well, if you thought McDavid was getting held well, bad before, and that's why he needs to create more. That's why I don't mind that he checks a little bit more. He needs to create his own space out there a little bit more. He needs to be more physical because no no the refs aren't going to be fucking helping him. That's for sure. No, you have to just transfer. Like the Winnipeg Jets that are fucking big, tall, strong, fucking grab on you, hook you, slash you, check you. You know, you, you know, we can't, we can't let that happen again. No, and I don't think it will. I think the Oilers will have a good run this year. I mean, this the city's yeah. electric when they're having a good oh, run. So I would love to see. Fucking it. wild here. It's fun. Everybody's just like any other getting condition. drunk every night and having a great time. Hear um, the fucking honk, the horns honking from honking Jasper all to, over the place, to, yeah. to Ellerslie, right? And not just the Freedom Convoy. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be for oh the Oilers. God, it'll man. be something good. Finally something good. Yeah, I don't know. What else you got? You got anything else in the playoff right Nothing. Race nothing. Um, what do we got down here? Colorado, best team in the league. So St. Louis plays Minnesota. Who do you who do you think's having in there? God, uh, St. Louis wins that. No, I think Minnesota's going to yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I I think we stand a better chance if we do end up meeting one of those teams with St. Louis. Yeah, you would rather play St. Louis 100%, than Minnesota. 100%. And then Calgary, 
will play Nashville. And Dallas and Colorado will play each other. Dallas is going to get smoked. Yeah, and I think Nash. I don't think Nashville has much chance there either. Unless it's Vegas. Unless Vegas yeah. takes that spot away from yeah. Dallas. Because yeah. Dallas is so inconsistent. Have you seen that video with um, where, Pat- or where Patrick Sagan, where Sagan... Um, this girl's like sitting in the in the front row. No. And she's like, thought I was the only one getting tickets. And it's this hot blonde chick. Yeah. And then it she like turns the turns the camera and there's like five or six other hot blonde chicks. <laughs> and it's Tyler Sagan's like row. That's he gives tickets to chicks to. <laughs> he doesn't like give them all over the place. Yeah. It's just like his section right. of there's hot no, blonde like, chicks. There's no kid with like an med- medical problems or anything like that. It's just a bunch <laughs> of hot chicks. It's just Hot blonde. Oh, good on you, buddy. Yeah, good for Tyler Sagan. <laughs> oh, classic. And of course, they're te- in Texas down there, so they're probably all blondes, right? Yep. So. Yep. Good for him. Nice. Do your thing. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I well, I think that's uh, I think that's a wrap. Another good episode. Um, next week yeah. we're gonna talk about the draft. We're gonna do yeah. our little mock we'll draft. Mock it up. We'll yeah. have some friends with us, Sean and Travis. Uh, they'll get to be on the, on the pod for the very first time and, uh, it should be probably by next week. We should be getting close to playoffs. Should be in getting in the NHL playoffs. Yeah. We're going to transition a little more to hockey now that the draft's over. There'll be a little bit of free agency and stuff like that, but, uh, we're going to transition more to hockey, which I know a lot more hockey, the Canadian boys love, um, Yeah, I'm excited. I, I really want people like Daniel, fucking anybody out there, Dickie, if you have thoughts on who you th- you want to get drafted in the first round. I mean, obviously not somebody outside of the top 100 or anything, but, you know, we'll strongly take that into consideration when it comes time to pick those guys. And we will be doing the, I don't know, 56th annual Bush League mm. draft since since 2005 on, maybe since 2005 yep. on 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 the pod and on video as well so you'll get Let's to see our famed draft that people from all over Edmonton clamor to be in every yeah. single year we just can't seem to get in you'll uh, get to hear me shit talking to everybody's picks except my own <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's on my board, but, uh, you know, Jeff I does, could have waited a couple of rounds. Jeff's move is to take his time, and then when it's someone else's turn, he'll be yeah. like, he's pressure. like, come on, guys. Okay, come on. Let's just get this fucking going, pressure. guys. Just put, pressure. Put these boys under the under the spotlight <laughs> and see how, how they do, right? And then shit talk them when they t- whatever selection they take. Okay, awesome. Well, this has been Luke Logan, Jeff Proudfoot. This is Bush Leaguers. Bush Leaguers. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have a great week. Peace out.